letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Tuesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Rusty Ray. Today's stories include Senator Klobuchar talking about the U.S. shooting down more unidentified flying objects over the weekend, how some in Minnesota celebrate Valentine's Day, and a look at how families that foster children deal with the ups and downs. We begin our coverage today in St. Paul and last week's stabbing at Harding High School. Hundreds gathered at Harding High School on St. Paul's east side for the one-hour vigil, releasing blue and white balloons into the sky as a remembrance for 15-year-old Devin Scott, who was fatally stabbed in the school last Friday. Former students and St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter were among the speakers in front of the school, which won't reopen for classes until tomorrow. St. Paul school teacher Yusuf Davis talked with WCCO Television. All systems that are at play need to be revamped, overhauled, deeply looked at. You know, schools are supposed to be sanctuaries, places and spaces where kids can come and grow and learn and not die. School administrators plan to add a third full-time support liaison at Harding by the time classes resume. The 16-year-old suspect remains in custody. Al Shock, News Talk 830 WCCO. A 16-year-old Harding High School student has been charged with second-degree murder in juvenile court. Ramsey County authorities say the boys started fighting and that one ended up stabbing the other. The student who died was 15-year-old Devin Scott. Friday was his first day of school attending Harding. St. Paul Public School Superintendent Joe Gothard said the response from the community after the stabbing in Harding High School has been tremendous. It hasn't been, what are you doing? It's, what can I do to help? But the schools face questions after they've gone without school resource officers since the murder of George Floyd. Safety is a complicated uh, subject. You know, there, there's many right answers. And for us to land on one that is going to keep everybody safe is, there's no quick solution to that. There's no quick fix. Police Chief Axel Henry and other St. Paul leaders say they're ready to work with the schools. 24-7, as long as the school district needs it, to create that time so we can have those conversations about creating what that new future looks like. The department will have two officers in high schools the rest of this week. I'm Steve Simpson. We are hearing for the first time from Minnesota Congresswoman Angie Craig after her horrifying ordeal of being attacked inside her apartment building last week in Washington, D.C., she tells CBS's Scott McFarlane that she fought off 26-year-old Kendrid Hamlin, throwing her hot cup of coffee on him before he fled. As for Craig, who is physically okay... I'm more committed than ever to working on this intersection of public safety and mental health and addiction and homelessness and all of the things that this one case really does bring up. Hamlin is in custody and facing federal charges. Ramsey County authorities charged a second person in connection with the murder of a man who was walking home from work in December. 20-year-old Daytuan Allen is charged with second-degree murder and the death of Alex Becker. Investigators believe Allen and at least one other man shot the 22-year-old Becker in an alley near his home in St. Paul December 27th. And they say DNA taken from a car involved in this and other crimes matches Allen. He remains in jail along with Artez Kindred, who is also charged with murder. It was a busy day at the Hennepin County Government Center on Valentine's Day. For the first time in two years, 24 couples made it official on Tuesday. Laura Oaks has that story. With the help of 12 Hennepin County District Court judges, 24 couples are taking advantage of this romantic day to tie the knot in Minneapolis, including Ty and Cynthia. Well, we've been holding off for like... 
12, 13 years. Um, wow. So we have a 12-year-old right now. Mm -hmm. So we decided, you know, maybe it's the time. Finally. Finally. After the pandemic, yeah. everything. So. Today marked the first time in two years the county held its annual Valentine's Day weddings in the Skyway Common area of the Hennepin County Government Center. Another love story on this Valentine's Day, a St. Paul business owner is hoping to identify two lovebirds through love letters written 70-plus years ago. Here's WCCO's Mark Fry. Golden Fig owner Lori McCann-Crowell hopes to find a few answers this Valentine's Day from love letters she purchased at an antique sale. These are 70 years old, these letters. Like, they're literally from December 53 and January through March of 1954. It's amazing. They're still in such perfect shape. The letters are between a man named Bob living in Newark and a woman named Louise living in Minneapolis. From what I'm gathering, he was in Newark for school. Some of the letters um, that came in are on Rutgers letterhead. So I'm not sure, was he going to school there? And it's just, it seems like such a glimpse into such a different time in America. Golden Fig is selling homemade chocolates with special tags made from photocopies of the letters for Valentine's Day and just maybe it will lead to finding Bob and Louise's family. Hopefully somebody might recognize who these folks are and be like wait I know who that was or my grandma knew them. I'd love to find them and give them back to them that's a oh. sure thing. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. United States Senators received a briefing today on the objects that were shot down by U.S. military jet fighters over the past weekend. Here's Steve Simpson with more. Minnesota Senior Senator Amy Klobuchar says the objects recently shot down by U.S. military jets were not as big as the Chinese balloon that was brought down over the Atlantic Ocean. She and her Senate colleagues today will learn more about the most recent objects that were shot down. Klobuchar telling WCCO Radio's Vanita Sakar on the morning news that those objects were closer to the ground, creating a danger to air traffic. That is why they're being shot down. And believe me, they wouldn't have sent out a mission if they thought it was, you know, some kid uh, with a with a, a little drone or someone that's collecting humidity data um, over a lake. That's not what this was. This is the second briefing for U.S. senators in as many weeks. The first was after the Chinese balloon was shot down. Klobuchar says a lot of debris from that has been collected. She also notes the Chinese balloon was larger than the other objects that were destroyed. This is Laura Oaks. Kelly Woley and her husband Brian have fostered seven children in their South Minneapolis home over the past five years. It's an all-consuming lifestyle on top of their regular jobs and commitments. Our whole identity is that child when they're with us. We are going to therapy appointments. We're taking them to the pediatrician. Some children have never seen a dentist before, so we're taking them to the dentist. We're interacting with their schools. We're interacting with the guardian ad litem. So there are so many aspects of a child that's in your care that you're taking care of that when a child leaves you're kind of like deflated. The bill moving through the Minnesota Senate would provide a small financial benefit to foster providers at tax time. And so we're hoping um, through this piece of legislation to allow foster providers to get the social security number um, for those children that are in our care for over a year so that we can um, get credit for having them. Um, a lot of times the non-custodial parents, so the parent who does not have that child, will claim them on their taxes and get credit, even though we know that they've been in our care for a year. Wally's journey into foster care started years ago when she was volunteering at Children's Hospital, a job that one night found her teamed up with a baby who had no one to hold it. The nurses said, can you hang out with this kiddo? And they said, this is a foster kid. 
and nobody is here to visit that child. And so I was like, oh no, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's hard. After that, Wally started the process and took the required classes to become a foster parent. Now she's the executive director of Minnesota Foster and Adoptive Families, a nonprofit that helps guide others through the process. She and her husband have been without a foster child for more than a year now and are eager for their next one. Brian and I have always wanted to help children in our community and help those that are the most vulnerable. And um, so that's why we do it. Um, We want to help. We want to um, give children a little piece of what we had growing up. It's an emotional journey and not one for the faint of heart. Wally says as fulfilling as it is to help a child, having to say goodbye can be unbearable. Attachment is a big part of doing foster care and it hurts. They, every single child that has been in our home takes a piece of my heart with them. A very special previous foster child still holds a piece of the Woolies' hearts. After months of caring for that child and falling in love, the Woolies were well down the path to adopting the little one until the county said no. They said that I couldn't meet the cultural needs of this child. And um, that was certainly a shock for us. Um, I had never heard of something like that happen. Brian and I are a biracial couple, um, so um, we still can't identify what cultural needs I'm unable to meet. For now, the Wallies are moving on, though Kelly says there's still a lot of work to be done to fix what she believes is a tendency toward discrimination and racism within the county adoption process. Until then, their cherished photos of smiling, giggling toddlers who, after months in their care, ended up somewhere else will have to do. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally on this Tuesday, WCCO Steve Simpson tells us about the next show added to the grandstand at the Great Minnesota Get-Together this summer. The Minnesota State Fair has announced their second act scheduled to play the grandstand at this year's Great Minnesota Get-Together. The Chicks, with special guest Wild Rivers, will appear Friday, August 25th at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $77 and will go on sale this Friday through eTix. Last week, the fair announced that Duran Duran will perform on Thursday, August 31st at the Grandstand. Tickets for that show go on sale this Thursday. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local on this Valentine's Day. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. Make it a great Tuesday. I'm Rusty Ray, News Talk 830 WCCO.